Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Elevated Places. Once again, we are all here together, and it is such a blessing to be with you this evening. This is your host, Ava Mohammed. My co-host is Brother Terrence Mohammed, our executive producer, Sister Rona Mohammed, and our contributors are Sister Attorney Pamela Mohammed. Our health contributor, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, and our international correspondent is Brother Ruben Muhammad. And uh, it is, again, an incredible blessing in this day and age to even be able to uh, be with you tonight. We have a full program for you. And uh, we're going to, as you noticed, if you did uh, receive or See our flyer, there is a serious health crisis in black America. And some of you may think that that is uh, a given, that that is obvious, but it's probably deeper than we can imagine. And there are things that we need to be doing right now to respond to this crisis. We don't want to um, fail in, in any way, shape, or form to take seriously this virus uh, that goes under the name COVID-19. However, one reality that is almost uh, virtually agreed upon is that 96% uh, of COVID-19 deaths are cases where the patient has suffered from not only one, but in in those cases, 2.6 comorbidities, 2.6. 
And comorbidities are also known as preconditions. Um, These are uh, chronic conditions such as diabetes, uh, kidney problems, obesity, high blood pressure, and uh, all of the things that attend to uh, living black and white America. One thing that uh, doesn't appear on the list of these preconditions is racism. Um, racism in the healthcare delivery system. Um, there is a book called Medical Apartheid that everyone needs to read and make themselves knowledgeable of. And so uh, we want to visit uh, this issue of COVID-19, but we want to look at the totality of our health. Uh, this upcoming Savior's Day, and we'll go over that uh, in the program shortly, we have some information, and of course by next week we should have uh, details on as to what the Savior's Day program will consist of. Uh, but tonight we're going to start to move a little bit um, deeper uh, into why we must separate. Because at the end of the day, that is the problem. Integration with the enemy of our fathers, our God, and ourselves is why we are persistently ill, persistently dying, persistently being murdered. And so with that being said... And I know you have your current issue of the Final Call newspaper. Uh, Gracing the cover is our sister, Cicely Tyson. We spoke a little bit about our beloved sister last week. This week, the Final Call is doing coverage on our sister, and the highlight of it is is an amazing letter uh, to us that, Minister Farrakhan wrote regarding his sister and cousin, Cicely Tyson. And there is not only um, a tribute to this beautiful woman, but there are powerful lessons that he is sharing with us in this letter. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. For now, to take us into tonight's program... We are so pleased that the one and only Brother Terrence Muhammad is with us. As-salamu alaykum, sir. Wa alaykum salam, ma'am. All right. How is everything? (laughs) You know, we always, you know, we always open up. We always, and usually I say everything is great by his grace and all praise is due to him. That is a definite true statement. At the same time, (laughs) We can also make a statement that things are not great. Now, we're very grateful to be alive. We're grateful to have the opportunity to correct things. But the things that are going on in our communities and our society Mm. are not necessarily great. So for those that are working for the liberation of our people, sometimes things are not great when we see the things that are going on in our community. Um, And that's how tonight, after, you know, I always remind everyone, to continue to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and always listen to not only his address from last year, July 4th, uh, 2020, the criterion, um, and all of the messages of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we need to make sure that we are putting oil in our lamp. 
And that oil is definitely coming from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan of good guidance, good instructions, and good warnings for a dark hour that we're living in. So I say that because we want to make sure that we continue to hear the messages um, and get some light because this Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, we will have that little fireball um, not little in his message, but Brother Student Minister Nuri uh, will be delivering um, a message um, this Sunday at Mosque Mariam. So we want to make sure we hear that. But we definitely, before we even get to Sunday, we want to be in our meetings tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Go to NOI.org uh, forward slash study. Um, our self-improvement class, we definitely want to be in our self-improvement class and come back to hear a powerful message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. And as I said, um, Dr. Ava, y'all, I, I don't know if y'all know it, but Dr. Ava is like almost becoming her own planet and drawing people to her, growing this beautiful staff that she has <laughs> to make sure that you get some beautiful messages. MinisterAva.com. Go to MinisterAva.com. You see her on Facebook. She's back on Instagram. She's tweeting out. So, you know, you may have tried to stop Farrakhan, but we are Farrakhan. And Dr. Ava is making sure that the message and these teachings are getting out there in the airwaves. So make sure you follow Dr. Ava on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure that you go to MinisterAva.com, MinisterAva.com to get all of the latest messages and e-books that are coming out. And I think I said something last week. Y'all better stay tuned. Stay tuned. Ebook's going to be dropping, and you want to be a part of that early um, message to get that out. Um, at this point, Dr. Abel, you know, usually I give this current um, current news and what's going on in the nation. Our callers can help with that and give us some things that we miss. You know, I don't want to give the news about the Gorilla Glue uh, and what's, you know, current <laughs> in the news that people are doing some crazy things. But I do want to go with one thing that you just stated, uh, and it, it, it ties in when you talk about our health and, and the flyer that we just put out about tonight's show. It ties into something that I was – my, my thoughts and things just went out the window before the show because I was on the phone with um, a sister with a youth program uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, and I was following up on some work. Mm. And yesterday, last night, I was at a peace rally for three people that got killed in my city uh, this past weekend, and people was coming out. You had the mayor there. You had law enforcement there undercover. You had some candidates there. You had some city council folks. You had some street folks there, street organization organizers, and everybody was there. But I was like, what are we going to do? Like, Having a vigil is one thing, but what is the actual programs of going into the community and what's your program to change the mm-hmm. culture of gun violence? What is your issue? What is your thing to change the nature of what's going on? And so when that happened, I wasn't going to talk about it, but when I had this conversation uh, with the sister, she was saying that they was in their community and they're a community organization do the arts and the craft. They have a community garden right in the neighborhood, but they was a, there was a shooting in her neighborhood and she watched someone get shot right in front of her while a child was in the back seat and they was in the midst of their garden and they couldn't go anywhere. They was in the midst of 
being shot. So when you are talking about COVID-19 and we're talking about this pandemic, we also got to remember that black people are still suffering from all of the conditions that still plague us from gun violence and killing ourselves. Not only the white man killing, we're still killing ourselves and we're still not eating good. So if we wanted to go out to the gardens and set community gardens, now COVID got to shut in. And if we're shut in and we're at the house, where are we going to get our food? Where are we getting our our meals from? And how are we getting jobs when we are waiting on stimulus checks and there are no jobs out there? And we're still, you know, we're taught that we're going to be forced to separate if we don't do it willfully. We still got a little time to do for self on our own without somebody else pushing us away from it because there are no jobs, there are no opportunities that we need to make for ourselves. And I wrap this up, Dr. Ava, because when you talk about health in the climate world, you know, that I'm a part of, we always say, what we're saying now, uh, climate justice is racial justice and environmental justice is racial justice. And there was a report that came out from Harvard and the University College of London that says that burning of fossil fuels um, accounts for one-fifth of the world's deaths. And they say in 2018, eight, over 8 million people died from the burning of fossil fuels. And what? this is also linked to heart attacks and COVID-19. So over 8 million a year since 2018 people have died. So we're looking at us killing one another. We're looking at police killing one another. But they're also killing us in our air in their water, and that's why we literally got to have our own land separate from them because exactly. power, um, fire, coal, power plants are in our community. Landfills are in our communities. They're putting pipelines in our communities, and they're trying to kill us because we're amongst them. And so I, I just bring this up because when you're, we're talking about a separation, we're talking about a total area <laughs> of separation, and the minister said Listen. we need millions and millions of acres of land. Why? Not only just to grow food, but to be separated. Because part of that separation may be a barrier making sure that you ain't nowhere close to me. (laughs) You are far, far away from me that anything that you build, anything that you create, any uh, uh, stuff that you build does not come into my cipher, come into my reality, come into my world. So when you're Amen. talking about these things, the COVID-19, our environment has to change and we have to separate. So this is going to be a great discussion. It's Savior's Day time, but I really want us to be mindful of our communities and the suffering that our people are still under while some of us have the opportunity to be on podcasts, to do talk shows, to do stuff to work, that people are literally still hurting mentally, socially, domestic violence is going up, children are suffering with education. There's a lot of things that's going on, and we know the solution to all of these problems, and we have the greatest teachings to solve these problems. So I just want us to be mindful. And last, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, your God brother, Brother Reginald and Sister Yvonka. I was blessed to be on uh, a podcast, an interview with them to talk about uh, my journey with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and being in the nation, and it was a blessed interview, and that, that came out more better than I thought. And I only bring that up because I, as I listen to myself, 
talk about my journey in the nation and the minister, I implore everybody, as we're reflecting Farrakhan, to tell your story of the goodness that this beautiful man, the minister, has done for you. Why are we waiting for a rostrum when we're sheltered in place, but you got a digital stage? You got your friends on Instagram. You got your friends on Facebook. You got your friends on YouTube. Just make your own personal video. You ain't got to be interviewed and tell your story and tell of the goodness from the mountaintop of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Let people know. And don't be ashamed to stand with him as he has stood with us for over 60 years, an 87-year-old, 87-year-old. 87 young man. So I'm going to end with that, Dr. Ava, because we have a packed conversation tonight. Yes, we do. That's a perfect segue into tonight, that intense reminder that when we're talking about separation, and we're not going to let it leave the table, we're, we're talking about what many call a safe haven. And where does that come from? Minister Louis Farrakhan, he implored us in 2015, make your own communities a safe and decent place to live. We didn't take those words. and We we rarely, frankly, take his words and probe them in depth. We just move in depth. We just move on to the next lecture. And then we say, well, come and hear the minister. And the, but it's always uh, what I call surface dwelling, skimming the surface. Right. We don't probe the depth because if we did, we would already be well on the way. We probably would already have one or two states and That's would right. not even be affected by this pestilence. So – at a certain point, it's either obedience or death. This is not some recommendation that we're coming up with or making up on elevated places. This is a commandment from God himself that's in the Bible as well as the Holy Quran to come out of her. Those of you who are registered in the Nation of Islam, do you read? The Muslims program. Do you know what our agenda is? See, sometimes we're so busy reacting to the enemy's agenda. Why don't we push our own agenda? Why don't we try that? We have been on the defense for over 400 years. Master Father Muhammad came and put us on the offense. But if we don't feel comfortable with what God is calling upon us to do, which is the core of study guide number 18, this course on Friday evening is nothing to take lightly. And if we exempt ourselves from it, we're in disobedience. Well, we're not a believer. Come on. He said, and I quote, no believer is exempt from this study. No believer. Well, you don't get 90 days out if you don't engage in the study. You're just not a believer. 
That's who it's for. Whether whether registered in the nation of Islam or not, it's about are we willing to accept the law of God's guidance in this hour? And he tells us in this uh, study guide that we have to be tried severely and that a law is right. not obligated to present trials one at a time. He's not required to give you downtime between your trials. Come and at the that. peak of our trial, he's going to create or he might create circumstances that will make us feel completely abandoned or deserted. And we can all bear witness to that. You can have people right. around you and still feel like you're all alone in the world. Come on now. You preach it now. I was mm. thinking about that today. I was thinking to myself, my God, how much more can I deal with? But then I had to <laughs> stop and think, I got to thank Allah that I'm breathing. That's right. And start from that. Because when you're alive, you're on, as Francis Cress Wellsing used to say, if you're on the board, you can play the game. Play the game. Come on. Come on. That's right. So when we're on elevated places tonight, we're on the board. So let's get started. But I love what you said, Brother Terrence, about when we say separate, we're talking about our land, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, borders, because we have to be free of intrusion. Yes. And that's what's killing us is we are still – uh, susceptible to the intrusion of the white man. And I'm going to share something with us later in the program. And the minister, the criterion is actually coming to pass very rapidly. Oh, and yes, it if is. you remember, he addressed the leaders of the African nations. Cool. And on, I, I want to share with you something from one of the leaders of one of the African nations. Uh, that just came out. But let's let's go now to our wonderful contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, who is going to give us the legal perspective on all that's going on around us. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Well, alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava and Brother Terrence. Um, it is so much of a blessing to be on this show tonight, and um, thank you so much yes, once again, man. Dr. Ava, for all your efforts. You know, this show is interesting as we talk about the Black America's healthcare crisis. As the you know, as we look at <laughs> why we must separate, and it's such a great topic because we know that we are being targeted. We targeted in our communities. We're being targeted by bad food. We're being targeted by death and destruction. Uh, it's so interesting that there's an Ebony mag- magazine article from 2019 that was circulating, and it's called Slave Food, the Impact of Unhealthy Eating Habits on the Black Community. Well, we know those unhealthy eating habits and the targeting of bad food on us has been intentional. And as this article discusses, it talks about the 47.8% of black people who are obese um, in our communities. They talk about the slave food versus soul food and how we had the worst food, the worst nutritional food, and we 
had to eat it for survival. We, you know, it talks about how, unfortunately, gluttony has been celebrated. You know, one of the major issues is how we live in these food deserts and how we were targeted. Um, This particular article has one, it's talking about the flaming hot culture, and it talks about the poor quality of food at gas stations and liquor stores. You know, red hot ripplets and Cheetos were given to babies in our neighborhoods, and and it finally talks about the lack of physical activity, which, you know, this is something that we really have to work on as a people. And, of course, we know with um, How to Eat to Live that was given to us by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we have the answers, as uh, Brother Terrence was saying. And also we look at the targeting our communities. And, of course, these are killing us. This is our health is a result of being targeted for extermination and genocide, and this has been going on for years. And, you know, talks about the billboards and the alcohol outlets and structures uh, that are in our community. And, of course, those things break down our health, just like, you know, the crack cocaine and the drugs that have been pumped into our communities. It also goes on to talk about, and these are a couple of, um, and I'm going to a different study now, some abstracts from some studies that just talk about connections between malt liquor and homicide. You know, and as a young lawyer, that was something that really bothered me because in a lot of the cases of homicide, alcohol was certainly a factor. Uh, So these are the things that are contributing to our death. But, you know, I found an article that I thought was very interesting by, uh, and it was about a man And this is why it's so important that our brothers are celebrated, black men who are just excellent in studying. We've got scholars like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talked about. Um, I don't know this person, but he uh, there's an article regarding a doctor by the name of David Williams, Ph.D., and he's a sociologist. And he actually did a study on how um, he did a study looking at how social influences like stress and racism affect people's health and outlook on life. You know, pretty much saying, yeah, living in America is unhealthy for black people is killing us. But he actually documented it. He has a tool called Everyday Discrimination Scale, and he measured things that show racism's effect on health in profound ways. And and pretty much how these systems, the system of racism that's locked in the place has been killing us. You know, higher levels of discrimination are associated with things like elevated heart rates, broad ranges of diseases, this article says. And, you know, he was just kind of breaking some of those stereotypes about how, you know, we're so comfortable saying it's genetic. But he went on to say, he said it's actually the precarious nature of life for African Americans, you know, that is causing these bad health exactly. disparities. He talked about things like uh, being treated discourteously, you know, receiving poor services in restaurants, being feared by strangers. You know, these are the type of things that, you know, these are some of the small things that's just the norm in everyday uh, black America, but these things cause elevated heart hypertension. You know, he talked about even how um, even in wealthy black Americas, you know, they they were statistically less healthy. They, you know, these they're less healthy than white people. 
Um, and, you know, it just goes on and on. But I think the real point, and I want to close on this, but this was so fascinating to me. Um, he talked about housing uh, segregation as one of the issues, which I think points to our knowledge, you know, from the minister that separation really is the only solution because, see, these housing disparities where we've been herded into these ghettos uh, when the Great Migration back in the 1916s through 1970, and we came into these communities where, like the minister has called them, I believe, colonies. They We don't control anything. Yeah. And so in these communities, this is where all of this targeting is going on. And it, it's interesting, Sister Dr. Ava, because there was a man by the name of, because you know, of Homer G. Phillips. And I, I bring him up because he's a black lawyer that started a hospital in St. Louis that carries his name. And the reason why this hospital was started, of course, Gratian, and this was at a time when because of the segregation mentality where whites were like, black people, can't, you know, we're going to uh, redirect you all into certain areas because as the populations were growing in these communities, you know, and there were laws passed that said you couldn't buy a house in a neighborhood where I believe 75% occupied by another race. So that means that black people, of course, you know, were, were uh, redirected into our own environments, which that was good for us in many ways, Dr. Ava, because I know you talk about it a lot. So it was uh, in that particular mindset that this Homer G. Phillips, in 1920 St. Louis population, he actually started a hospital. He actually spearheaded the building and the effort to get a new hospital built to serve the St. Louis black population. Um, and why is that good? And I'm closing, but 1941, this hospital, after it was finally built, uh, it became the philosophy of the hospital become a premier training ground for black medical professionals. You know, they had uh, fully accredited programs. They had the x-ray technicians. They had, um, it. you know, it opened. The hospital was training one-third of the graduates from the two black medical schools in the country just seven years after it opened. By 1945, this hospital was ranked in the top five largest general hospitals in the country. You know, so as, of course, integration came in, we know the stories, they're familiar, you know, the hospital closed down eventually, but the point is, if we did it then, you know, and this is what, when we control our community, like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is urging us to do, you know, this, these are the results that we can get to make our community safe and, and ensure our health, uh, because we are absolutely being targeted by this enemy for death. And so that, that was what I wanted to share tonight. Yes, ma'am. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum yes, Wow, that's powerful. And, and it's just endless. It's just endless the incredible achievements of us, really from day one, 
from 1555 on fighting back and and moving forward uh my daughter uh was reading a paper to me she wrote for one of her psychology classes at Howard earlier today and she was naming all of these different black people and their profound impact on the field some of them being not only the first black person to do a thing, but the first person. And she was That's telling right. me, I should have wrote it then, and she gave me the name of a sister who was the first black woman to get her doctorate. And this was in 1933, the year the minister was born. And all that this sister went through, but her determination she, I think she was from Texas, and there's no such thing as you getting into any school of higher learning in Texas, uh, much less a Ph.D. But she mm. finally went to Colorado and got, got her doctorate, and then she went to the University of Cincinnati and obtained another degree. But then one year later, she died, as the history said, in a mysterious car accident. We all mm. pretty much can conclude what that was, you know. But but this is what we've been dealing with, and yes. at a certain yes, point, it becomes our our fault that it's continuing. We look at those before us who went through so much to put us in the position we're in now, where we have the capability to break from them we have the capability you know we're not at the peak of Jim Crow it is occurring on another level but we have the ability to fight and win in any type of battle and especially since we have the backing of the God himself but yeah that's powerful you you were about to say Dr. Ava Yes, ma'am. I, I just wanted to, um, with Dr. with Homer G. Phillips, the attorney, I, I did want to say that unfortunately he was murdered. Um, of course, in I believe uh, he was shot in the back of the head, and the crime was never solved. Two people just they said it was an assassination. Actually, he was 51 years old, so he didn't live to see the hospital, you know, inception. But that was his effort and his ideology. And and I just wanted to, uh, again, close, because I think it's important what this other doctor, uh, sociologist, pointed out with, he said, some of the factors uh, regarding our health disparities include worse nutrition as children, stress from the anticipation of violence in everyday life, diminished access to good health care, and more broadly, socioeconomic uh, differences that might not exist if we weren't targeted. So I, I just kind of wanted to uh, throw those factors out there because we know about this. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, and that's just what you just said about him being murdered. It just confirms this pre other narrative of this sister. Oh, yes, ma'am. You're right. Yeah. And, and you yes, know, ma'am. I remember, and I think I've spoken about it on this program at least a couple of years ago about Diana Ross. Uh, in her autobiography, she talked about her 
love of beauty and glamour and sophistication was instilled in her coming up in the South by one of her aunts who was a school teacher and always was impeccably dressed, beautifully coiffed, the whole nine. And she was also very outspoken. And she disappeared one day, just disappeared. And this is in the South, like in the early 1940s. So again, we know what this was now. And how, I mean, I don't, I don't understand what does it take to recognize the futility of trying to keep up a relationship with somebody. I don't get it. But I appreciate that, Sister Attorney, and uh, stay with us. And uh, what we're going to do tonight is uh, we're going to open up the lines. And uh, prior to us uh, ending the program, at some point in the program, I want to go into some of the uh, statements that Minister Farrakhan made in the Final Call newspaper this week in in his open uh, tribute to our sister, Cicely Tyson. So um, at this point, uh, Brother Terrence, are you ready to go to the phone? Hey, we are definitely ready. We're going to lay the bases. <laughs> and let me just say this, Dr. Ava. I, I, I hope people are hearing you to go to finalcalldigital.com, finalcalldigital.com. But if you are in a city where you are blessed to see the FOI, chew a couple copies. I was there meeting the final call truck yeah, last night to get right. the uh, papers off the truck and load them up in the moss. And when I saw that cover of our beautiful sister, it literally reminded me of that cover of our sister Aretha Franklin that those 90,000 final calls were distributed in Detroit. So it has that same love and spirit that the minister put in Sister Aretha Franklin when we see Sister Cicely Tyson and those beautiful words by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So many jewels and gems in that message. So, yes, I hope they do get that. And I'm waiting for the callers myself so we can hear what they got to (laughs) say. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to start with our number one. First in in the stature of callers and first in line, and that is none other than Sister Ula. (laughs) (laughs) Too early for that. Too early for that. (laughs) No man. We know we got too early tonight. We 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 know you better be up tonight because we got too early. Yeah, you got me early this time because 15 more minutes and I'd have been gone because my eyes were getting heavy. Oh <laughs> yeah, but I did want to yes, share man. some things that came to me during the week about this COVID 19. I had someone send me a, a post of a man, I think in Australia, and he's a researcher and he also has written several books. He said that the whole dynamics of this COVID-19 is the, this is the first of three segments. The third segment, they want to break down the economy so that P- 
people have to come to these benevolent white people and they will say the only way we'll give you any financial help is they want to shut down all businesses. The only way you'll get any financial help, the person has to take the COVID-19. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. I'm sure that Mr. Farcom. The vaccine, Farcom, you mean? Yeah, yeah, thank you, the vaccine. Take the the only vaccine. way they'll get any help is to take the vaccine. I got, I, I don't, if anybody taking it, I'm not letting them in my house. Because I'm listening, I'm I watching the news. Uh, yes, ma'am, I'm watching the news, Sister Ava. All these people are going berserk. The other day in Pennsylvania, three people were outside arguing over the snow being shoveled. The guy goes in oh, the house yes. and shoots the other two and kills himself. And this is, I mean, yes. I was listening to all these bizarre killings. And I said, and I, I meant that no one that takes that COVID-19, because i got family that's, that's taking it, they're not coming in here. Uh-uh. Because uh, according to what they said, they got, they have a, when they inject that thing in people, it's got a little chip that's connected to the cloud computer system. And they can monitor those people and have them do whatever they want, you know. No, I'm not the one. uh, MRNA, the mRNA vaccine, uh, everybody should just do their research, and it's hard because everything's being blacked out. We're in a complete police state. Uh, Anytime anyone gets on uh, Facebook or anywhere and presents a case such as what you're saying now, you you get uh, blocked or shut down mm-hmm. when you when you actually call this out. Only reason we've escaped thus far is is it's not to the point where it's picking up all conversation, but headings and titles mm-hmm. uh, and 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 subject certain subject matter uh, mm-hmm. that that lets it that lets the the software program the program pick up on what's going on. It'll shut it down immediately uh, because we, we sat and let them uh, close Minister Farrakhan's account. We mean mm-hmm. black people without a mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. inevitable that this was going to happen. But uh, this MRNA is a technology. It's not a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a vaccine. It has nothing to do with... Uh, immunizing the, the body uh, against uh, the disease. And, of course, there, there's an issue with vaccines, period, that we, we don't need to get all into that right now. But um, if we're in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that should have been moving mm-hmm. us away from vaccines before this, before mm-hmm. uh, COVID-19. Uh, if, you, if we recall that uh, student minister Abdul... Uh, Malik uh, Muhammad in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Remember the just a couple of years ago, he and Attorney Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the uh, MMR measles, mumps, right. rubella vaccine mm-hmm. and the outbreak of autism. Mm-hmm. And this Anthony Fauci. If you get into the real history of Anthony Fauci, who some call the J. Edgar Hoover of the Institute of Health. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since he's been in that position, the mm-hmm. health of 
the people in this country has deteriorated. Mm-hmm. And everybody's being, you know, this is, this is the most vaccinated country on earth and the most unhealthy among the mm-hmm. so-called advanced nations. Mm-hmm. The, va- the mm-hmm. vaccines so have increased three times mm-hmm. since 1990, but so have all mm-hmm. of the chronic conditions. Now Thank children you, have autism, they have asthma, they diabetes. have attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. diabetes, kidney failure, mm-hmm. heart problems, mm-hmm. All, mm-hmm. All, all coincide with these vaccinations. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, you know, to your point, Sister Ula, this, this new one, which the minister uh, has said, that's why he said it's death. In the mm-hmm. criterion, he said, don't take it. It's death. Mm-hmm. And remember, mm-hmm. he told them, you mm-hmm. give it to your people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're not accepting death. Mm-hmm. And it is death. Not only are people mm-hmm. literally dying from it, but mm-hmm. even if you don't drop dead, it's putting mm-hmm. something in you that it's putting alters something in who you are. Mm-hmm. Alters what they but are. But it's the technology. That, that... It's a control mechanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Because it absolutely is. Because this uh, is to control behavior. The... Because mm-hmm. the ultimate goal is depopulation. Mm-hmm. Whoever of us they can't kill, they're realizing they'll never kill all black people. No. They're finally realizing that because they've done everything to achieve that. And we continue to multiply in these horrible circumstances. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to resort to behavioral control. That's the key. Mm-hmm. But they it's, are coming down to the, it's coming down to what the minister had said. As I studied, I, had, I did three research papers, one on 1837 when they gave out the smallpox blankets. I did another one on the polio, and I did another one on the Tuskegee experiment. My teacher complimented me on those papers. But the main issue about each one of these, what surprised me, was the fact that there is, there. he said I could have did one on yellow fever, but I wanted to do one that was dealing with our people, the Indians and the black people. And uh, yes, all of this stuff that he's doing, Sister Ava, they go in these laboratories and they they research how to bring us down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sorry. But thank you so much. And, and, and Dr. Ava, so one of the things I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was just going to say Brother Lewis down in Atlanta he sent me some information about um, CNN Business reported that Instagram has banned Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, because That's they of the stuff that he's debunking, quote unquote, debunking about uh, the coronavirus. So you're right. That's, that's like you good. said, they coming. And like I said, that's in CNN Business online that you can go look that up. And, and, you know, and I listened in to uh, that uh, Zoom conference last night that resulted in, in him being banned from Instagram, and it was a gathering of 
very uh, high-level experts in various fields of science and medicine, every one of whom uh, was warning against this mRNA vaccine and then pointing out all of the technology and the fear campaign of, uh, uh, of the virus, the, the pandemic uh, that is causing people to be susceptible to running to the vaccine. So you, you create a, a, a fear and then they come with the solution to the fear that they created. And so there, there, there is absolutely no uh, room for any dissenting opinion, no dissenting views on this vaccine. That's right, none. Which, which has not been approved. At all, <laughs> at all. <laughs> still haven't been. <laughs> Wasn't when I mean, it started it, it, and it, it's, still it's amazing. Been <laughs> I mean, it's, it's utterly amazing that this this has not, been approved by the FDA. They gave Moderna, uh, Pfizer, and I guess, uh, I don't know if Johnson & Johnson got theirs yet. Theirs is a different uh, type of vaccine than Moderna and Pfizer. But remember who Johnson & Johnson is. They're the same company that uh, knowingly Continued to sell baby powder, talcum powder, to millions of people, and primarily women, were killed from ovarian cancer directly as a result of the carcinogen in talcum powder. They just got through paying out $100 million a few months ago. And now here they are with a vaccine. But we don't, we don't read, we don't study, we don't pay attention. It's like we already are in a robotic state. This is unbelievable. That's right. So we're going to, uh, let's go to our next caller. Another another one of our regulars who always brings some insight, and that is Brother Daryl. As-salamu alaykum, sir. Oh, well, like as-salamu, beloved. Uh, hi, family. Happy Savior's Day. Uh, Thank I'm you, happy Same that, to you. That happy, I'm happy that Savior's Day is coming, but yet I'm sad because there's so much going on um, throughout the nation, uh, our people. Like Sathula said, it is. That vaccine, I'm, and, and I, that's why I love your show, so David, because we be right on you. Every time I get ready to say something, after I get ready to get on, Brother Terrence, they hit it, you know, hit it. It's a blessing that those are the ones <laughs> that's really tuning in. Praise be to Allah, because that Johnson and Johnson, you took the word right out of my mouth. Who would take that? And when we, you just said about the talcum powder, and I hear they coming out with a vaccine. I wouldn't trust nothing like the minister said, of any damn vaccine. They are monitoring our people that take those shots. Right. And it is doing something to our people. They're killing up each other. Uh, I don't want to stay on it too long, but it's a few things that I would like to say right quick. Uh, my cousin, well, my daughter, 
cousin, uh, they're getting a uh, unemployment check. They're getting a lump sum now. And it said how this is his friend set him up, shot him in the face, point blank. Uh, one bullet went through his eye and one went oh into his God. head. Uh, he's 20 right. years old. It's it sad. It's sad, so Saver. It is. It, it, we're killing up each other, and this mess has to stop. He survived, but they uh, got one bullet out, but they said they, the one is still in his brain, and he's losing his memory. Uh, it's it, it said that we're killing up each other. This separation has to come. Like, I was listening to the time, what must be done. I'm blowing the dust off of it. And I realized Muhammad said we vote, and it's touched right into now, so Saber. The messenger said we are voting for what? For another devil that's going to skill keep you safe. He said, why won't you go into my program, what we believe and what we want? That's what has to be presented, which we know this is which we are working towards now. But it has to be something done quick because there's too much killing going on. Um, when you were speaking about that we have, you could be registered, but what good is being registered if you're not studying? I love studying, but I have no help. I have to call all over people that's not even in the mind to get me on, and they're saying, well, what's wrong with the nation? You know, and, and, and it chokes me up because I'm a Jehovah's Witness, and now I go to California to get my brother or my sister. I'm blind. I'm trying to get some kind of help. And here it is, modern technology, and you're a caller believer. Well, I'm busy. Well, hell, how the hell you, excuse me, but how are you so busy on a Sunday when you're supposed to be studying? You're still supposed to treat those Sundays like if the mosque was still open. Am I right? We're supposed to come yes, together sir. and help those that are in need. Our elders are crying out. They can't get no help. They can't get nobody to get them on. I love studying. You know, I got so much literature here, yes, I, I can't read them. But you can't call nobody to get no help, you know, to get somebody to put you on for two hours, for a study group, or, or for a Sunday lecture. It's sad. But our people are dying. And one more thing, like Sister Ola said, it was another couple was Oregon, two family members, and they shot each other and killed the children. It said, we got to move fast. And, and, and I said, Allah blessed me to even yes, get with sir. somebody to go out here. I go out here the way I am with no sight and, and holler to the mountaintop with the final call. Our people are dying, yes, and their blood going to be yes, on sir. our hands. Yes, our sir. people are dying, and I'm tired of it, you know. Yes, sir. It said, we got to I'm move. We're going to be in trouble, and I don't want to get on the football, but it hurts that we got to do yes, And yes, we sir. got to go through this. You know, so I, I'm sorry. You know me. I like to tend to bless. No, I, I feel you, bro. I got to yeah. hug you. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those deacons that are kind of coming. It's okay, brother. It's okay. Yeah. But we definitely feel you. We definitely feel you. It's tears of joy, but yet sad at the same yes, time. Sir. Here it is. We're about less than a week away from Savior's Day. And, and and I'm striving, and all I has blessed me, even though with my sight, like I'm gonna get my sight back. I'm not worried. I just need a boost of love. That's all. I'm well, asking yes, so we get out here and get our people. Yes, That's sir. Well, we I'm love you. For. Yeah. Well, we and love you. I can't you. wait to hear from my little brother. <laughs> our future. Oh yeah, you yeah you'll hear from him in the next few minutes. In fact. All yes, right. Love, love, love you all. It. Yes, ma'am. Love, love you too, brother. I'm like. Well, and and that's interesting because our young brother Kareem is next on the call. But I do want to. Uh, my daughter Sherelle t- sent me a text with the name of the sister that I was telling you about. Uh, 
that she named in her paper, uh, who was the first black female to get her uh, doctorate in psychology mm-hmm. and died in a, quote, mysterious car accident one year later. Her name was Inez Beverly Prosser. Wow. Inez, I-N-E-Z, middle name Beverly, last name Prosser, P-R-O-S-S-E-R. And, you know, it's something how I, I, I think about Allah saying in the Holy Quran, if it's under a rock, I will bring it forth. He's making everything that was hidden known. And that includes our history. Brother uh, Kareem is on the line, our junior FOI. We got people waiting to hear from him. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Oh, How I'm are doing you? Well, I'm fine, sir. Thank you for asking. All praise due to Allah. So our topic is separation, and if mm-hmm. if there's separation, we need to have land. I was watching this well, one video mm-hmm. on the United States of America, and they wasn't fighting over Jordans and T-shirts and tennis shoes and all this kind of little stuff, but they was fighting over land so mm, they could mm, make mm. their own territory. Mm, they mm, wasn't mm. worried about what no, what um anybody thinks of them. And that's how they're one of the greatest nations in the world. Come on, brother. And so, and we're, and then we have so much greatness. And so, it's just how can we not separate? And we've been hearing about it for over 90 years. That's right, brother. We got books, tapes, CDs. You can listen to it on the computer, your phone, Instagram, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter. And then we have so many um, black, black inventors who invented things. We have Garrett Morgan who invented the traffic light and Louis Latimer who worked with Helium Maximum, who invented the light bulb, and all these other great black inventors. So what's our excuse why we haven't gotten any land? Exactly. We, there's nothing that's stopping us now. That's right. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> <laughs> well, like <laughs> well, that's that's oh. the new teaching. That's the new teaching style. 
That's right. You know, we we don't we don't need to go on and on and on. Say it and get up off of it. Keep it moving. And and notice, you know, he raises questions. That's right. You know That's right. that that force us to to answer, our, our that that we're forced to answer in regard to our own uh, responses. You know, he's he's thirteen. And he wants to know what does it take? You know, ninety years, and it's and the message is everywhere. That's right. right. You know, even with all that, they're all of the closing down of our our platforms and narrowing us down. It it it's still available for those who want it. Yeah, I mean, you have to go find it, and and it and it's forcing us to have to develop our own. That, that's the point. See, again, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Allah will make you separate. And and we're going to continue to live in a narrower and narrower sphere. Um, I think Sister Pamela, Attorney Pamela brought it up earlier uh, about being being forced in, in certain directions and limited. And we, we've already lived like this. You know, before COVID, we were already forced to live in a very restricted reality. But as she said, it's the upper class black people in truth who have a serious health problem as well because you you are you are confronted more with the face-to-face reality of racism when you have the means to climb up out of the colony and you're hit with the reality that it doesn't matter. You can buy first-class tickets on an airline and you're going to be challenged as to why you're in first class. Why are you sitting up here? Let me see your ticket. The the brother who's the jazz musician uh, a few weeks ago in the hotel in Lower Manhattan, you know, coming yeah, downstairs right. with his fourteen year old son for breakfast, and some funky, trashy looking white woman comes flying in from off the street. That's my phone, Yo, and it's treated as a valid complaint. You come out the street. Off the street into the hotel off where the they street. stay. Off Where's the street. Right? Where's it? Right. Where's Give me, give me my phone, and you at the hotel. That's my phone. Off and the street. His son. <laughs> and like, no, come here. Get him, and telling the hotel people to get him, like they work for her. And, yeah, and and they actually took a. Uh, an equivocal position. Now you exactly. have a black black woman come flying in off the street and accost a white man and his son. Come on, come on. We don't even want to talk about this, man. how that would go. Oh, that was like no crazy. That's right. Arrest but see, that's the wake up call for the brother. You you think you're you have found your oasis. Money and education cannot buy it. Hmm. Not in this reality. 
And and yet we we continue to persist because we're always looking for an out. We're always looking for an excuse Dr. You know, to stay in it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, sis. You know what, as well, uh, to Brother's question, um, I heard the minister say recently, I think he was in Detroit, and he said we don't separate because we love the white man's playground. <laughs> he said we kinda, we're in love with the white <laughs> yeah. man's playground. And I think COVID has is, is been such a uh, deterrent for that because I think, you know, I live in Houston. We have all these, you know, indoor parks and all this fabulous restaurants that we could just go stand around and pay this white man to look at. We don't own none of this. But we, you know, I don't want to go somewhere that I don't have, you know, access to the white man's playground. That's that's how we feel. Unbelievable. So, um, yes, ma'am. And it's taken uh, a couple of, uh, well, three or four centuries to get it done. But as as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad also said, we are we're so. Uh, blind that we actually think now this is this is profound to me that their way of life is desirable we think it's desirable do we really are we looking at how they live no we're not we're not are, are we not seeing, you know behind the trappings of some material wealth and are, let's ask ourselves this Are they happy? There is a reason Another reason beyond race That they don't want us to have social equality They really don't want us to know How tormented they are That's right They're tormented there's a movie out that came out a couple of years ago about John Paul Getty, the big oil magnet. I think his most of his, I think his money was in oil. I can't remember now, but you know he he grew so wealthy that you know he was, as they say, diversified. But at a certain point in time, he was the wealthiest person in the world. And there was a film made of a part of his life because someone in the 1960s or 70s, somebody kidnapped, some people kidnapped one of his grandchildren and they demanded a million dollars, whatever it was they wanted, to get him back. What they wanted was, was a drop in the bucket to his wealth and he refused to pay it. And they I think they cut off the grandson's ear or something. But he ultimately was released. But but they show you in this film how lonely and tormented this man was. He was That's right. cheap as you as he was unimaginably cheap. All right. He's a billionaire and he's staying in a hotel 
and his his son's wife, uh, the mother of the of the kidnapped victim, when he was when he was younger, when the boy was younger, they came by to see him to see John Paul Getty, and he's staying in this hotel suite. And when they walk in, he said he's at an ironing board ironing his own shirts, and he said they charge too much. Clean your to dry clean and press your clothes. He he lived in this mansion, this enormous mansion with the most expensive artwork imaginable, and a lot of it was hidden away. For nobody to see. Because what happens is you you acquire so much wealth, and it's really, as the Holy Quran talks about, uh, you know, taking what you want, you know, woe to him uh, who when he takes, he takes in excess, but when he gives, he's selfish. And and this is the way they are. You you have a Congress in oh and the name of the film is All the Money in the World. Because all the money in the world cannot relieve you of the torment of being wicked. That's the point I wanted to get to. And so we're fooled. I mean, it's amazing. You know, the Satan deals in technology. You know, as I said to, to the brothers and sisters in study group last week, and I mentioned again, it'll be in the opening this tomorrow, Allah gives you trials. He uses trials to develop your faith. Satan uses temptation to make you regress and to make you unacceptable to God. And that's what the white man does. That's what the devil does. He uses temptation. He lures you with these low-level personal desires that we have. He's brought us down so low, we're happy with a car. Wow. We, we, we want a, a shirt or an outfit with a label on it, some homosexual cracker. Puts his name on something, and we're running around bragging because we're wearing it. Still got a brand on us. Still That's got right. the white man's name. Yes, ma'am. Deaf, dumb, blind, and now you could add to that crazy. That's right. This is this absolutely is our last chance. And then we make mockery of mercy. Yeah, black people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all say uh, the, the devil time is up in 1914. Everybody's still here. You idiot. Yes, come on with that point. Come on with that point. That's mercy I know you on us. Come on. Listen. Listen. We were in such a 
such a horrific condition that Allah extended the time, not for Caucasians, but to give us <laughs> time to come up. Please, he, he had said already to Abraham, I'm coming myself. Come on, so come nobody on. Nobody else could get it done. Yes, man. And as Brother Kareem yes. keeps telling us, here it is 90 years later. And we're still, as my daughter says, we act slow. Mm. What is Farrakhan doing? What is? What else do you want him to do? That's right. Something seriously wrong with us. And the reality is that we think that God's time, you know, we don't even know our history. And that's why we were taught our history and how long we've been on this planet. Uh-oh. No chairs? Yes, ma'am. I'm still here. We lost them. Okay, yes, and I think we lost Brother Terrence. So, inshallah, he'll uh, dial dial back in. And while we're waiting for him to call back in, um, oh, let's see. Wait a minute. Let me y'all see. ain't tell me. Why y'all ain't tell me? I ain't know it's coming right now. Oh, you ain't know. But you were laughing Terrence? about how long it took for. Yeah. yeah. So you had gone out for a minute. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, my so fault. Back but, up, no, back I was up just... for about yes, back up about a rewind for about a minute because we just got <laughs> why didn't y'all tell me? Oh, okay. No, I was like, why didn't y'all? You know, someone's like, when they when it hits and when it does come, they're like, well, why y'all ain't tell me? Um, and but you're making mockery yeah. right now that you're making a mockery as though like you you like well, what ain't nothing happened yet? Ain't nothing happened yet? And while you waiting for something to happen, you ain't getting ready for that to happen. Just like they mocked um, Noah building an ark. And it's like, ain't, not, ain't seen no rain. Ain't looking like no rain. We chilling. We having fun. And when the rain comes, they banging on the door. That's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. It, and all throughout the Quran, you have the, the, the opposers uh, making mockery of the prophets and the messengers and those who believe. And, oh, y'all keep saying this destruction is coming. Why don't you bring it? Why don't you bring it? And it goes on a long time. You know, like you said, with Noah, Noah spent 110 years building the ark. Come on. Okay, there so it, go. it goes on for a long time. And then you'll see where Allah will say, and so <laughs> we sent a wind for eight days and covered yeah. them with sand, you know, until it was as, the, as, as though they were never there. So you're right. This is where we are now. The, the wicked and the ignorant are saying, you know, why don't you bring it? Why don't you bring it? Well, as they say, watch out what you ask for. You might get it. <laughs> All right. So All right. 
we're gonna we're gonna go back to the phones and we have Brother Hoyle, one of the great fishermen for the nation of Islam. Assalamu alaikum, family, Sister Ava and family. Uh, you see Allah. Allah is on his job with these ice storms. I was coming back from. Oh, uh, oh yes, I, I, I was right in it. I was in a hospital in St. Louis and came back and went right in it. They had a horrible uh, Sister Ava uh, wreck in Texas. There's about a hundred and mm. almost two hundred cars. Uh, about six people killed on, on that thin ice, what they call black oh, ice. Yeah. So, yeah, so no. family, if you're out there, and that, uh, just be careful, stay at home. But Sister Ava, i got three points that are real important, and, and family, you're going to love to hear this. I talked to a registered believer. Um, uh, he's a policeman, and he told me to, to tell you. I tried to get in with uh, Dr. Lehman and let him know. I'll, get, I'll probably catch up with him, but they have what they call the rapid test. And... The brother, um, he tested positive for COVID, but he got he got some packed immune, and, and he got over it. He went and took two tests. He went, he went to the CVS and Walgreens. He tested negative, but he the job his job the city employees made him take a rapid test, and he said he was fine. You know he didn't have any uh, symptoms. He um, and he tested negative with the other test. He went and took the rapid test, and it said he was positive. So uh make a long story short, uh, the lady uh, that did the payroll called him and said that, yeah, uh, if you want to go back to work, you, you take a, um, the other test because 70 to 80 percent of the rapid tests are false positive. You know, they make people false positive. Mm-hmm. So I asked that, I said, brother, I said, this is something to scare people to go in there and take that vaccine. And he said his sergeant did the same thing. He said, he went and took another test, and he tested negative. You know, he was fine. He quarantined and whatnot. And um, so these are tactics, uh, you know, to scare, you know, to scare us into, you know, taking the vaccine. Uh, Sister Ava, I wanted to say uh, in this latest paper, I don't know if you uh, glanced at it, but uh, Mother Tynetta's, uh article is dealing with the deportation of the moon. I've been studying that. I went back and got my old CD, and it is powerful. And I just wanted to know maybe you might think about it, and uh, maybe you might ask Minister Farrakhan maybe do a part two on deportation of the moon, how it relates to this time, because it's so yes, much, sir. so many gems on that. I mean, uh, the first one is off the chain, but you know, maybe you can do a part two and uh, you know to bring it up to modern times so, and. Uh, this well, article, I just did a Q&A on it uh-huh. recently, a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. that was but, I mean, yeah, yeah, the first one, though, it, it, you know, because it happened 66 trillion years ago, um, yes, what, was, what I said in the first lecture is applicable because you have to understand the origin of mm-hmm. it. I mean, you, you can bring it up. And, and I, mm-hmm. I definitely intend to do a, a, a part two, but you have mm-hmm. to comprehend part one. <laughs> oh, I'm, sister, when I'm traveling, yeah. I'm playing it back to back, and I'm studying it. And, yes, and, 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 and like I said, and Abdullah and the minister is, I mean, Brother Abdullah is bringing it. You know, he's just like Brother Kareem. He hits it and quits it. You know, he makes you think. 
and and you yes, teach that yes. way too. So I, I see that powerful. But all of all of the ministers are great ministers. You just you have to get the wisdom out of it. And uh, also this latest article in the paper is so beautiful. I just wanted I'm gonna let somebody get on there. But this quick quick tidbit right here, and I saw it. And I said, "Oh, praises due to Allah." It said, "Your creative gifts are from Allah, God, our Creator." And it says, please do not let the satanic power of money and fame cause you to disrespect the greatness of your gift to be used for evil and filth. My sister would not and did not do such. Please follow her noble example. This is so powerful. This, this letter is powerful. Family, read this. You get a chance. This day is right. There's a lot of gems in that uh, letter. So all praises yes, to a lot. And, and I do uh, want to say, too, uh, on the deport, my deportation of moon lecture. If you paid attention to it, um, mm-hmm. and the ebook will be available next week, so it can be read oh, as well. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. But but when you talk about up to now, I said back then, and that was in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. I said then that when the burst of knowledge comes. When the mm-hmm. final truth comes, it's coming through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That's right. You're right. And it came That's... July it came July fourth, twenty twenty. Wow. And if we don't if we don't get into that message, I, I promise you that message not that I grasped every bit of it, but that message mm-hmm. went over a lot of people's heads. And I had said then in the deportation room, if we don't study, when mm-hmm. the full truth comes, our brains will implode. Implode won't be the And but then I added in the updating, I said, or because I see now, it's not even about a brain implosion. It's just like it'll just fly over people's head mm-hmm. because we're surface dwellers. We we mm-hmm. skim. And that's why the minister said to us in one of his messages, he said, every time I come to this rostrum, I have to win you all over again. Mm. And we say, yeah, yeah, teach. And go right back to whatever we were doing. That's right. He said that. Come on. And keep doing it until he, and he coming out, he coming out. When are you coming out? That's right. When are we coming out? Come on. Out of Babylon. Come on. (laughs) Sister Ava, I I can only say this. You remember in that lecture you said, you treat me like a lovely song. And I said, the only thing, the word is not going to get you. It's going to be a whipping. So (laughs) so, uh, we're getting it now. And and, uh, to add to uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, how people mock us and say, when, "Yeah, when 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 this gonna happen?" Y'all, I don't see no uh, weather happening now. This and, you know, Mother Tarnetta say everything happens in, happens in stages, and sometimes he can bring it on, but uh, I think, you know, it, it, we're not looking at it. But you know, a lot of a lot of the chastisement, like I said, he said 1914, but she she would also say it was in stages, but. Sometimes he brings it on. So, a lot, a lot, God. So, all we got to do, like you said, so David, get ready, be prepared, and 
study and and follow God's man. Well, the, just quickly, the the time was up in 1914, and that remained intact. Yes, ma'am. He, he didn't give he, he didn't give him time in the sense that he kept him in power. He just gave him time to to continue on be, and to get us out of the way. That's the mm-hmm. problem. You know, wow. it's like the kidnapper's taking a hostage and you're trying to you're trying to shoot the kidnapper and you can't get a clear shot because of the hostage. And then you have hostages that have become enamored of the kidnapper and they want to mm. stay with them. That's right. But if wow. it's your daughter right. or your son, then mm-hmm. you, you're gonna you know they they've lost their mind, okay, and they're right. not themselves, and so you're you're trying to find a way to get around them, and then you realize I gotta I gotta appeal to them, get away from him. So you say, get away, step away, step away. I mean, kidnapper's right. not even holding them now; they're just they're with him. You know, Daddy, mm-hmm. you don't understand. He's nice. He's okay. He didn't mean to do <laughs> that's it. Right. But that's yes, us. Man. I mean, that's what we're saying about white people. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They believe that's Black right. Lives Matter. They took down the statues of the Confederate uh, generals. Come on. They're giving us mm-hmm. coaching jobs. That's right. <laughs> they can rap. They can sing. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, look at how good some of us are living now. We're paying $8,000 a person to go to the Super Bowl. Call everybody, Mm. tell them we made it. That's right. Yeah, I just wanted to add that in there that, you know, a lot didn't change. He didn't change the time. And the, and the minister keeps telling us all that's keeping them in power is us. That's right. And he said if we stop thinking about them, they'll cease to exist. Stop reacting. I, I, I'm sorry, but I get tired of reports on, on the latest violence that they committed on us, the latest wickedness. But I, I'm mm-hmm. saying it too. I'm teaching it. We all have to say it because we keep living under it. Yes, ma'am. Why don't we think about leaving? That's right. Have we tried that? But anyway, thank you so much, uh, brother, thank you, for sister. calling in. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Walaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. My this sister texted in. She said Stockholm Syndrome. This is <laughs> Tiffany out of California. <laughs> she said it's a Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. We got a bad. We got a bad. I mean, I'm thinking now about all these Negroes in the medical profession in uh, members of the clergy, politicians, celebrities who are pushing this vaccine. 
I believe it's safe. I believe it's safe. The manufacturer (laughs) is not telling you it's safe. Come on. Yes, man. Sister Kizzy. Sister Kizmikia, they call me Kizzy, the lead researcher yes, of ma'am. Moderna. You know, they, of course, they, they have a black a black face, you know, on right. it. But she said in the press conference, it's experimental. <laughs> Nothing experimental is safe and effective. That's right. It can't be. So when you have your Reverend Calvin Butts and your Al Sharpins and your Reverend Jesse Jacksons and everybody, Al Roker. <laughs> I'm getting the best. That's First right. of all, dude, I don't know which, what any of you are getting. I don't know that. So to me, that's that's a silly thing to do. But when the manufacturer... The FDA has not approved any of these vaccines. Do we get that? They have authorized emergency use. You get emergency use because you have not been approved. That's right. You've gone to them and you said to them, it's it's not proven safe yet, but because of the 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 level of danger of this disease, we're asking you, can we use it? And the FDA says, well, you can go ahead and use it. But let's look at the word experiment, because it's like that. We don't we're not hearing that experimental. That's right. That's a complete contradiction to the word safe. An experiment is a procedure carried out under controlled conditions in order to discover an unknown effect. That's right. Unknown. About 600 people have died from the effects of taking this vaccine, according to the CDC. For those who have to hear from the U.S. government. That's right. (laughs) Make it plain. And yet I'm going to stand up and say it's safe and effective when Moderna is not saying it's safe and effective. Pfizer, they said, in, well, we did some clinical trials. Right. Yes, and we didn't have a problem. But people are coming out of there and all of a sudden heart attacks, all of a sudden can't breathe, as we talked about the woman last week. Went in and got the vaccine, didn't get to her car before she said to her coworkers, something's not right. Yeah, because they just injected a technology 
that is instructing your body to go against the nature in which Allah created you. And no, it's not going into the nucleus of the DNA to change you. It doesn't have to change you genetically. It's changing you through teaching. It's bringing a message. It's called a messenger. We're being changed through a message. We're getting a message from Allah through his messenger that is changing us. You don't have to get into nobody's DNA. Environment trumps heredity. It's more powerful than heredity, which is genetic. Allah, God, came out of an environment. So the environment was there before him. The triple darkness of space. So don't run around telling me it doesn't get into the gene and alter your DNA. It doesn't have to. It can trick me. And then once I get fooled, I pass it on. Wow. So what begins as environmental becomes heredity. That's right. Come on. He said in message to the black man, we nurse the fear of the white man through the breasts of our mothers. Listen, there it is. Terrify us through our DNA on those slave ships. That was an environment they put us in and a treatment they subjected us to. That's right. And then we passed it on. And so the minister said they're making us into something other than ourselves in a permanent way. And making us unacceptable to the Creator. Wow. So we're gonna we're gonna go back to the phones. And we've got Brother Lewis Ali who's who's in engaging in separation. Okay. <laughs> Assalamualaikum. Brother Lewis? Uh oh, I got I'm sorry, I apologize. I got the wrong Assalamualaikum. Can you uh, hear me? I can, yes, sir. We we had uh uh clicked the wrong number. Yes, ma'am. Doctor Rabel, what a powerful show. And I'm so grateful Praise to Minister Farrakhan for making you our student national spokesperson. I Praise think it's it's real important for the world because, um, you know, everything in the world has an, an enemy, and usually in nature, the first person to teach 
any animal who the enemy is is the mother. And if you would take notice uh, and not believe the hype, the World War II veterans were some of the most militant black men that have ever walked the face of the earth. And that's the reason why they came home with their World War II rifles and built all those black communities. And they were so morally correct until they even had shotgun weddings. Didn't mean we were perfect, but we didn't allow certain kind of behavior in our own community. So what they've done is they've made it look like all black men historically were weak when in reality this is probably some of the weakest Mm. stuff that we've ever done since we've ever walked the face of the earth. And this was due to the quality of what black women taught in their fireside fireside chats with with their children and grandchildren. I was blessed to have a Mississippi grandmother that did not love the devil and made it very clear that I wasn't going to grow up to be a domesticated Negro who married and cohabited with the devil. And you see this uh, this thought that we got to have a land and territory of our own. Well, we can't have a land and territory of our own unless the black man becomes territorial, which means that he won't be able to sit up in front of a TV and watch Lee Daniels show on TV some men kissing men and women kissing women and all this other filth and indecency that we have running around here. See, they're making us Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. We have to get to the point to where we make our enemies uncomfortable too. If you took a lion Mm -hmm. out the surface and put him inside of the wilderness, the other lions wouldn't accept him as no leader. Because he's domesticated. We don't care if the Negro can jump through hoops and roll on roller skates. He don't know how to hunt and do nothing for himself. So he's weak. The greatest blessing that we got going on for us right now, from my view, is little black boys like little Kareem, who can grow up to marry little black girls, who is for separation. We should... Teach these little brothers that the white man is our mortal enemy because black men learn best not by theory but by practical application. Really, little black boys don't need long extended times in classrooms because it bores them and it's thorough. You have to baptize them in fire by giving them the experience, and then you can really figure out just how smart and intelligent they are. If we start really leaning in the mothers in particular and telling black boys what your needs are and what you want to do, you'll see a change. Because at one time we didn't hate our fathers, but when they put those welfare checks in the black community and took the black man out the house, there are plenty of places you go today where black women, the energy feels like they hate black men. And they're pushing this feminazi culture to where little black boys are literally in concentration camps and being taught to act more like their mother than any masculine black man. I just want to ask a question. It's something to think about, Dr. Ava. And I've been asking this question. If you look at anybody who's 40 years and under, particularly black boys, 
and you ask them how many black, masculine, perhaps even militant school teachers did they have that were not coaches or homosexuals, you will find that black boys are not used to taking any instructions from black men. And so even if you give some of them constructive criticism to help them, it can be very difficult because we're not used to it. We're used to taking instructions from women. We used to taking instru- mostly white women. We used to taking instructions from white men, and we just don't give these little black boys the experience that they need to build a nation. And sometimes we overlook little black boys, but I really believe that these, these black boys, they they are the answers to our prayers and that we should uh, start taking up a lot more time as black men with trying to give black boys an, an experience. And this can't come from a pedophile or, or weird old homo or nothing like that. But black boys are really our answers. So I'm enjoying the show. I'm so grateful to Minister Farrakhan for being a fighter and not being some person who would lay down. And and really, it, it made you want to join the Nation of Islam because we're fighting to be a nation. Nobody, No man in his right mind wants to be uh, domesticated and made into this little wimp where you go to church and the preacher preaches, and it almost sounds like a girls' meeting because ain't nothing that he's saying striking at your natural nature. So I appreciate you allowing me to chime in on the discussion. And may Allah bless you. Yes, sir. Have a happy, happy Savior's Day. I can't wait to see you there. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Happy Savior's Day to you. And, you know, the the, the point is, is well taken. And I'm going to be honest, I just think this environment has been so saturated by the enemy, and so many of our people have bought into it, that we're going to, what our young boys are going to have to experience is the actual war now. That's right. And by that I mean we have to start making the move. That's right. The actual move to into into overpopulating certain states in the South. It, it's going to be the participation in the exodus. That's right. That overcomes this culture because this, this, Satan has won the culture war. That's right. In his reality. I mean, there is no escape from the madness and the freakishness and the feminizing of the male and the masculinization, as Dr. Wesley teaches on, of the female, the role reversal. There's no coming out of that in this framework. And that's why he said separation is the best and what? Only solution. Only solution. We're, we're using up a lot of creative energy and, right. and lives and generations trying to find ways to work around this. That's right. And there's no way to pay proper attention to black boys. There's no way 
to uh, help them uh, recognize uh, black male authority because we don't have black marriage. That's right. Black marriage has crumbled. It's it's disintegrated. It's virtually non-existent. And when it does exist, it's not real because of the role reversal. That's right. And and and, and really, in the nineteen seventies and eighties is when they basically finished it off. That's and right. when, and when welfare programs replaced reparations. Nigga, nigga, we're not giving you no reparations. We're not paying you. But what we'll do, we'll give, give you some some, uh, some cheese and bread, and we'll let the woman have an apartment or a house, but you can't be there. I mean, that that's the trade-off. That's right. And you're exactly right about the teaching that that takes place. It's, you know, the the first teacher, and, and the black woman has uh, first dibs on shaping the black man. That's because right. the first place we learn is in the womb. But they've made it so that all these young girls are having babies and 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 they're they're mentally imbalanced these these young sisters that's right they've been made to think they need to spend all their time putting on eyelashes and hair and and running around screaming and yelling at each other cuz there's no men hey You're walking up and down the street naked, and there's no trying to attract a man, and there are none. Man. They're either dead in prison or a homosexual. So oh, they're competing with you to get right. a man. That's right. That's right, Dr. Ava. There is nothing else we can do but leave. That's right. And we want to leave. That's right, and 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 those and and not wait for this to be some big number. That's right. Yes, ma'am. There wasn't a whole lot of white folks that came over here um, initially when they decided to break from the monarchy, and some of them were forced to come over here because they were criminals. That's right. And the minister asked for it. He, give me the people that you got locked up. We'll take them. Because we'll, we we'll sure enough straighten them out. We'll straighten them out. You let us get in a territory by our, uh, uh, on our own. Oh, we will straighten it out. And and I and I hate to be harsh, but in Islam, we don't we don't. We, you know, if you act crazy, you're you're just gonna go off the earth. You're going under the earth. That's we're right. not we're not gonna play with you. That's right. We don't even have such concepts as sex trafficking. We don't have that. That's right. They don't even exist. So if you try that, you won't exist. That's right. You let us take care of that. But but you're exactly right. It's all about the proper development of the young black male. 
that needs an immediate reset button. That's right. But it can't happen without the black female being reset. Because <laughs> there's no male coming into being unless he comes to a female. So she she has to have knowledge of self and conduct herself a certain way and think a certain way. That's right. Because we see the bloodstream of the black woman from the time we're sperm and egg. That's who that's that's who's shaping us and and I just got to talking about that environment then heredity. So the thoughts of the mother form the brain of the child. Nation can rise no higher than as woman. So this is a vicious cycle that we've been put in by this uh, Caucasian. And he's going down so fast you can't even keep up with it. He's through. He's through. Their government is <laughs> disintegrating. We're on it. We're on the second impeachment trial of a man that's out of office. Say that again. That's crazy. Out of office. Because you know what? They're so terrified of what he put in motion. That's right. That's right. He's like Dr. Yakub. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Yakub didn't didn't live to see the the Caucasian. Yakub lived 150 years. It took 600 years for them to for this to finish. But he put something in. That's a god. You put something in motion, and whether you're there or not, it comes to pass. So what they're scared of is what he put in motion. Because he could never be seen again, but this thing is already in motion. And we don't think that that somebody somewhere is is still planning things. Absolutely. After January 6th. Oh no, no! This thing is coming down. So th- th- this is our time to to get out of dodge. That's all. That's right. Yes, sir. But thank you, beloved, for for thank that you, call, Mel. For I bless call. you. Like putting this on the table. Waalaikum salam. Yes, sir. We have my sister here from from Memphis on our rigid, on our separation team. Yes, sir, Brother Chance, while I'm opening up no, the no, line. No, I think it was very, I mean, not think, but it's very deep how you just shared what you said is that we don't really understand how things are put into motion and how things are put into play. And, you know, how you said, even though he is gone, what he put down is in play. And then the other side of it is that, yeah, we saw the insurrection on the 6th, but we don't understand that. That was the rowdy crowd, but the ones that are wickedly wicked and scientists, <laughs> they are literally planning 
mm-hmm. and motivating. Because I just remember in North Carolina mm-hmm. when Obama got in office, and then 2010, the Republicans, they took back the legislature, and, and they just started putting some oppressive laws, and they just started going crazy after they had that law. Uh, and Obama's in office. And I mean, we had a black man, and everybody was celebrating. And the election, election, the white man came and knocked it out because they went and organized and planned while we went to sleep. So, you know, her next turn, we mm. weren't even thinking nothing of it. You know, she's going to get right in office. But nobody came out to ensure that, but they went and made sure she got out of there. So we can't be she... thinking that nothing is going on and being silent. And, and the craziest thought that came to my mind was when this this is a vampire movie, and he bit this guy, and he said, "I I he lived all this time before he got killed to die just to do that." And he said, "Regardless if I live, the plan that I live to put into place, I just did it." And so you can't stop. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make a hybrid, and that that plan now he did it, and it's going to go on and carry on. So I live all these years just to put something into motion that would change the course of time for the future. And that's why we don't understand the coming of Master Father Muhammad and what his purpose was coming and what he has put into motion Motion. for our eventual Mm. change. So everybody thinks abracadabra, everything is going to happen, but you are literally in the process of a change that we are watching and the fall of America is part of that, of that motion that started. And and think about it when they when when Master Father Muhammad left Detroit in I think it was 1933, and they were like, okay, we that, that's all we got rid of him, we got rid of that problem, and now here we are in 2021. And, and listen to Brother Kareem. That's right, right. You know, because it, it it was all it was already accomplished. To to your point, what we're sh- what we're sharing with each other is it's been accomplished. Surface people don't get what happened October sixteenth of ninety five, because we are limited by the limited perception of reality that we have as former slaves under white people. And we That's go right. by what they say is, is, is success. And we go by, we will say, Oh, nothing came of it. Exactly. That's right. But how many trillions of years did it take for Allah to self create? You know, going back to, as was mentioned earlier, how long uh, Noah took. 110 years to build our... See, we think everything has to happen tomorrow. Or later this afternoon. Because that's how white people live, because they have such a short time on the planet. I mean, how do you you measure 6,000 years? It doesn't even compute. It doesn't even show up. Come on. But anyway, we got our sister on, Sister Donna Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Donna. Walaikum salam. And I'll be very brief because I know we're coming to the close of the program. 
But as I listen well, to Well, you're part of the team, so we got to hear from you. So. <laughs> but as I listen to what everybody said, and even as you spoke on the expiration of the time and, and the crazy hmm. talk that people have, just, I just read something in the Quran this morning that proves the mercy of that, of, of that not happening in a certain way. Um, and, and what everybody has said about the minister tonight, I read in the Holy Quran in Surah 20, verse 109, on that day, no intercession avails except of him whom the beneficent allows and whose word he is mm. pleased with. And when I resolve those numbers, that's like 2019, if you take that zero out of 109. And Savior's Day 2019 mm. was entitled, A Savior is Born for the Whole of Humanity, no one need perish. So he is our right <laughs> guidance. And those celebrities that want to endorse this and act like he didn't speak and that they don't look to him for guidance any other time, this this is not well, the hour. Well. And that time, that is a mercy. Because he has been allowed to intercede on our behalf and then told mm-hmm. us no one need perish. So that's all that I wanted to bring to the table of this very full, profound, and robust conversation this evening. And I thank you for that moment. And I thank you for everybody's commentary. I'm so full tonight. Yeah, this this is uh, awesome. It really is. Because I think we're we're finally coming to the realization that we've won. And and so when you win, you you have certain responsibilities. <laughs> And our responsibility is to obey a law and to begin moving out on separation. And and the separation uh, presentation at Savior's Day this year, you know, we 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 spent a year and a half uh, doing. Uh, a, the title was um, the black man and woman must consider separation. Now we're dealing with the process of carrying it out. And we don't care if it's two people or two million people. doesn't matter. It's, mm-hmm. it's, time, to, it's time to act. Time to go. It's time to act now. So that I appreciate that insight and that Citation from the Quran, bearing witness, you know that Allah has the power to intercede, and He did that, you know, out, out of His love and mercy, and, we, and we're grateful to Him. So I just got the ninety-second uh, signal, and I want everybody to visit me at ministerava.com uh, for. My lectures at Mas Mariam in 2020, The Law of God, Part 1, 2, and 3, The Real Love in Real Life Q&A Sessions, Parts 1 and 2. Uh, we talked about the stress of being black and white America and our trials as Muslims that we really should be grateful for. And I invite you to get my ebooks. Can a Muslim Worry? How to Stop Tormenting Yourself and Overcoming Burnout, and more. And, of course, Deportation of Moon, uh, both the lecture and the recent uh, Q&A 
uh, conducted on Zoom are available now. And in about a week or so, you'll have the ebook, The Deportation of Moon, and the meaning of the city of uh, the legend of Atlantis. So may Allah bless us all. Thank you, Brother Terrence, Sister Rona, Sister Attorney Pamela, uh, all of those who have uh, called in and, and uh, participated tonight. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you.